<laughs> to another episode of Smelly Later, your favorite podcast about scent and smell. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be back because this has been an odd week for both of us. It has been a weird, a little bizarro week. Yeah, yeah, it's been kooky. I guess Mercury is still in retrograde. If that means anything to Is anybody. it ever not in retrograde? Uh, somebody's always in retrograde. That's true. It's, usually it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a white t-shirt and I got caught in the rain on the way here. And I was Did. like, if I show up there with a visible nipple, yeah. it's going to be a long session. I didn't show up. <laughs> Wet titties. <laughs> it's fine. Summer is here. Yeah. <laughs> I have a habit in getting caught in every inclement oh, weather yeah. occasion that I possibly and can. And it's not like we weren't warned, which is the funny part. That happened to me yesterday. I was like, I will not bring an umbrella, even though it tells me it's going to rain in 15 minutes. And then I'm like, well, bitch, it was right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe technology. It's fine. Mm. It is extreme summer vibes in extreme. New York City. It's Well, we're recording this on Memorial Day weekend. This is the kickoff summer weekend, right? Because this is when like everybody gets summer Fridays. Yeah. Except for me, every Friday. Every day, every is, day is a summer, summer Friday, Friday for you. <laughs> Well, and like being on the creative team, it's like, are we getting off at one? Who the fuck mm. knows? It's always a gamble. Is it every day, every Friday at one? Or do you get like the whole day off? It's every Friday at one, which oh. is basically like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, what if I'm out by four. I remember when I had a job, like when we would do summer Fridays and then we'd have to go back to like working five days a week. And I'd be like, I don't think I could. every year I'd be like, I don't think I could go back to working oh, five days a week. It's like, the ugliest transition. I don't. Like, what am I going to do? Right. What does anybody do? It's like, wait, Fridays have how many hours in there? Yeah. Like, what? It doesn't... I mean, I know everybody is like, here's all the statistics on why the four-day work week is better. And I'm like, yeah. Mostly, I just don't want to fucking do this five days in a row. <laughs> See, well, you don't want to do anything one day in a row. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I'm unemployable. But <laughs> luckily, I've been able to configure my life to make it livable. <laughs> Very. Not just livable. Thrivable. Thrivable. Yes. Thrivable. That sounds like a cereal. Ew, it does. Eat your thrivables. <laughs> it does sound like a girl boss, like fiber yeah. cereal. Oh. Ooh. So. So. Update. <clears throat> Remember last week when I announced <laughs> that I hate DS and Durga? <laughs> I feel like you say that every other episode. You're right. I rarely, <laughs> say, I rarely say it into the mic, though. That's true. Well, last... Tynan does not hate Diaz and Durga. No, I don't hate Diaz and Durga. Uh, I just hate their... He hates the exclusivity of, of the drops. Of the studio juices. Yeah. Uh, we won't get into it. It's, it's not worth bitching about. But last Saturday when mm -hmm. we recorded, mm -hmm. this will be backdated by mm -hmm. the time that it comes out. So yeah. forgive me. But we recorded and they... I know they had dropped something on a Friday. We recorded Saturday. Yeah. And we had chatted about it. And yeah. it was called Suckle Suck Honey City yeah. or something. Yeah. And I like, don't appreciate them making me say suckle. <laughs> but um, How dare uh, you? I, on my way to the Bedford stop, going home, I popped in just to see like if they had it because mm -hmm. I want to smell it. And it wasn't on the floor. So I was like, yeah, I'm fucked. But then I asked. Yeah. And this eight foot tall gentleman was like, we do have, we have four bottles in the back. Do you want to smell it? And Ooh. I was like, yes, girl. And so I smelled that it. it was fine. Yeah. I am convinced that I will never know what honeysuckle smells like. <laughs> it's just like a, a cross I have to bear. Yeah. But it was the scent itself, like, didn't move me to tears, but it was, it was really pretty. 
but yeah it was just i like, like kind of feel like i know what it'll smell yeah like from it's the like name and the description a sweet nice smooth herbaceous yeah. fantasy yeah. it was nice yeah i don't know i'm like leave this the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> like just like, leave it on the floor that or like yeah. make more yeah the girls want to sniff please i just wonder like why does one scent become a studio job and one scent become like core collection that's what i don't get that'd be a good question for them yeah where we'd ever have them out again yeah i don't know so many of their studio juices have what am i trying to say i just like want i like the brand so much yeah and i want <clears throat> to like engage with all of their work and when they are studio juice drops that sell out within the day, it's like... This one didn't, though. And they're all online. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, you can't really engage with them mm-hmm. in the way that I would like. And, you know, I want Passaccio to come back. I want that to be part of their core. It might. They brought Sweet Do Nothing right. into the core. Right. So... We're manifesting it. We're manifesting it. Part of me was like, I feel like Bistro Waters could have been a studio drop. I completely that would have been like one of the sellout in 24 hours situations wait what okay bistro waters yeah I wore that how do I say this I wore that and I liked it it was fine it was exactly sort of like what I thought yeah but I smelled it on someone else Mm -hmm. and I was like what the fuck is going on in here on this day it was so beautiful on them to the point. It's a nice scent. No, I know it's nice. Yeah. It's just, it's just like on me. It was like very green and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that. And I was it like, cool. It smells like a bell pepper. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> you know, I it, it just wasn't my yeah. thing. But I smelled it on someone else. And I was like, what else are you wearing? Like, what else is on your body? And they're yeah. like, no, it's it's just bistro water. So I was like, well, I got clowned because it's stunning on someone else with not my body chemistry. Maybe it just needs to dry down. Maybe, maybe I need to give it more of a chance. Yeah. Give Bistro Waters a give, give Bell Peppers a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like that scent because it's quirky. Mm-hmm. Like it reads to me almost like a cartoon perfume, which I love. Yeah, I love the story around it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, really, yeah. really cool. Uh huh. But I I was like, this feels like it could have been a studio drop. Yeah, and agree. Pistachio could have been a core collection. I wish. We shall see. We shall see what the future holds. <sighs> I feel like pistachio, to your point, could be brought back because one, they don't have any gourmands, and two, it is just uh, there's really nothing else like it, you know, <laughs> idea wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I have mentioned that it does smell like my favorite uh, Killian scent. So yeah. scent wise, it's not completely breaking yeah. the mold, but it's they should bring it back. It's great. I think, I think they will. I think they will. Are you well, listening, DS and Darga? <laughs> I don't think they listen to us. I don't think they give a fuck about us. They don't. And I busy. like it that They're way. They're booked and busy. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Which As is I, good. I was like, S- just do your thing. Stay in your lane. Right. <laughs> keep making perfume. <laughs> we'll keep making the podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got my first chest x-ray this week. Like for the first time. Well, I... It's because I've had this cough. You you sound much better lately, though. I do, yeah, but it's still there. You're like heaving into the mic for three months straight. Yeah, I wake up and I'm just like, why does my breathing sound crunchy? (laughs) Like that's not how breathing should sound. Right. And then finally, I was like, fine, I guess I'll go to a stupid doctor. Take advantage of this dumb healthcare. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's get you a chest X-ray. And you just like go to a radiology place. It takes like literally five minutes. It's so fast. And the technician asks you some questions and she's like, are you pregnant? And at first I was like, what a personal weird question. And I didn't realize she was asking like because of the test. I was like, do I look pregnant? <laughs> You're like, I don't know, am I? I was like, I know I'm a little bloated, but geez. Like, and then I just, I was just like, in this economy? <laughs> and she laughed. Jesus. 
but I was like, oh, because of the X-ray, because it could affect like a pregnant. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. I like. I don't know why it did not occur to me that like they would ask that question yeah. for like a medical reason. <laughs> God. Yeah, but I didn't get to see it. But I wanted to see it. I'd be like, what's in my lungs? Because I also wanted to ask my doctor about why my sense of smell blinks on and off throughout the day, and my hypochondriac brain googled myself into diagnosing myself with nasal polyps but we'll see <laughs> i don't know why you do that to yourself i have to know i'm the most like anxious girl on the block and i still won't google shit like that i gotta know i will barely look up directions well it's like i don't know like how to ask a doctor like can you check for this you know i don't trust doctors they're Neither always do I. like you're fine and then i'm like no i'm dying <laughs> So I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Because there's no reason why I would be smelling or breathing totally fine. And then it's just like, now you can smell. Now you can't. Now you can smell again. Now you can't. So I was like, that's really weird. I feel like someone whose life and career revolves so closely around fragrance. Like that that's is something why I it. Yeah. worth getting figured out. Yes, exactly. Because also, because when you can't smell, you can't taste. Mm. And it always fucking happens in the evening after dinner when I want dessert and I'm like I want something sweet and then I can't taste anything and I'm like this is like a Greek tor- like a Greek myth of torture yeah <laughs> um you are very about your dessert life I am it's it's like the day isn't done until I've had dessert I love that yeah to me the day isn't done until I have shoved seven handfuls of nerds gummy clusters oh my god in my mouth <laughs> And then lost all feeling in my body. Oh my god! It's fine. Nerds are intense. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my teeth. Um, <laughs> you know how I have been saying for the last probably since January that I am in my marshmallow era. Yeah. And that keeps like showing up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Well, so funny that come to find out, New York City summer 2022 is also in its marshmallow era. What? Because I told you I went to that like haunted bougie event yeah. with the uh, marshmallow incense yeah. a, a week or two ago. This week on Thursday night went to dinner at Dante in the West Village because I, as you know, am a douchebag. <laughs> and I don't even know what that restaurant is. <laughs> I don't know restaurants. When people like make those like memes where they're like yeah. Lucien yeah. and like what the fuck else even is there? Yeah, like Carbone. Fernino Carbone. I'm like what are those places? <laughs> they're, they're just places. I don't get it. There's nothing is ever worth the hype. But anyway, yeah. Whatever that they were doing, I think that they were had some sort of like uh, wood fired, smoked something or other. I yeah. don't know. But the whole establishment, <clears throat> yeah, was filled with this beautiful charred marshmallow Ooh. aroma the entire night, and I was like, now I could get into this. It was so delicious and beautiful scent the wow. scent alone did you ask them what it was i had i probably been a little bit more committed to finding out via what i was reading on the menu in front of me i could have probably found out mm. but you know i could always it feels almost weird for restaurants to do like a scent space thing because mm-hmm. right shouldn't it just smell like your food right <laughs> yeah yeah and and also to have a scent like that that leans so sweet yeah. in a restaurant. I yeah. mean, you know, restaurants, if it was just like wood smoke or whatever, like that's mm-hmm. one thing. But I mean, I, w- I was not complaining, but I could also see people being a little turned off by it. Yeah. Just confused. So, yeah. I mean, Marshmallow 2022. 
Marshmallow 2022. It's the um, name of this episode. Yes. <laughs> we will have a marshmallow episode one day. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm sure. I'm trying to think like what other scents smell like marshmallows. I don't. All I can think of is commodity milk. Maybe cloud. I think a cloud has a marshmallow yeah. element. Um, I think a lot of the. Oh my god, love don't be shy. Oh right. Is absolutely marshmallow. Uh, that hot pink perfumes to Marley. I think. Oh is yeah. Marshmallow leaning. Marshmallow presenting. Delfina. Um, maybe something yeah. i haven't talked with any of their fragrances we'll do a marshmallow okay yeah that's good get into it girls also to your point yes. ooh, can i talk about this pause take it away sable okay <laughs> i don't know why i thought of this when you said marshmallow i was like i had the most delightful pastry the other day <laughs> <laughs> i measure my days and my weeks in pastries You're like truly. like what treats have i had this week? every one of your stories yeah. is punctuated I by know. and then i got a little pastry i know <laughs> It's become like it's such a habit now where like I'm extremely well I am extremely treats motivated <laughs> so I just literally won't get anything done until I get myself a treat but then that also eats like an hour or two out of my day yeah. for some reason I don't know why also the, these hot girl walks are getting really expensive because of that <laughs> you say that that's so funny <laughs> it's true I'll like leave like take a little hot girl walk to get a little iced latte and a treat and then it's like $25 I'm like how did this happen yeah. <laughs> like every single day what the hell literally I know you talk a lot about the, like the future of um, beauty and, and skincare and fragrance and all of this uh, in terms of customization yeah and I've been seeing a lot of lately like fragrance kits or fragrance collections that are designed to be layered so each component if they're sold separately is like a little less expensive and a little less layered so it's not as much like of an investment to get more than one to layer have you been seeing this you're gonna say no i can tell by looking at your face but i've been seeing but i thought of kayali immediately Mm -hmm. and i was like those are not inexpensive no um (laughs) I think I can say this because I don't see a date in the email. And if I do, no, I don't. Famed perfumer, famed luxury perfumer, Mm -hmm. Juicy Couture, (laughs) is doing a uh, layering collection. And they're like, can we send this to you? And I was like, absolutely, Juicy Couture. Yes, you can. So it just showed up and I can't wait to work my way through that. How many are there? There's four. Okay. Yeah. And they look cute. I can't wait. That's a good amount. Yeah. People still love that. Like the Juicy scents are good. Yeah. All the like, department store stuff, man. Like, people are buying them. Yeah. Or you'll find them in like TJ Maxx. Yeah. Or is it TK Maxx? It's Some... TJ Maxx. Okay. Some people say TK Maxx, and I'm like, I'm not gonna correct you. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you keep keep thinking that. Right. Right. But then enough people have said it that I'm like, are there two stores? No, there are not two. I don't. I mean, okay. I don't believe so. Okay. So I'm. What What is the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Sable. Yes. What do you smell like today? I smell like a big old kumquat. <laughs> I'm wearing Aida's Corfu kumquat as it is like the scent of summer. Like we were just talking about this, how like we're like, what's with all these like citrusy scents coming out? Mm-hmm. Like all of these like super, super citrusy scents, like your favorite one, CK1 Summer Days. Yes. And then... Which is also kumquat specifically. Yeah. What's the kumquat? Mm-hmm. Is it the, the year of the kumquat? Yeah. What even is a kum? I think we Googled this on a former episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like two weeks God ago. God forbid we learn anything. God forbid information stays in my head. Yeah. Tiny citrus. It's a little bitter orange. Corfu kumquat is based on 
the Greek island of Corfu and the kumquats from the island. And it's just this like really, it's like a pretty linearly citrus scent. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't get too crazy with anything, but it smells like very, it's not like a, it's very zesty and airy Mm. and fresh. It's not like a, like a glass of orange juice. So it's not very sweet, but it's mostly just herbaceous and Oh, God. Citrusy. Yeah, it is really gracious and yeah. green. Mm-hmm. Green. Yeah, very what green. before on the show? Not on the show. I think we talked about it. I think so, too. Yeah, I remember that, but I haven't worried. Yeah, this is crazy citrusy. But it just smells like summer to me. Yeah. Because, like, it's, okay, it smells like a specific type of summer on, like. Go on. Like a wealthy white woman <laughs> who has a house in Southampton and wears just, like, linen which I believe the TikTok generation would call like coastal grandma or something. But this isn't that. To me, it's giving like, call me by your name. It's not juicy enough. I think, I think not in scent, but in like idea. Okay. Yes. Because it does. Yes, yes, yes. Like Italian Riviera. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Because to be a call me by your name is scent. You have to be peach. Yeah, you do. And then you have to fuck it. You gotta be a fuck peach. Um, Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, this is very, oh, like, now it's con film it feels like a very it'd be this scent oh, would be very at home at absolutely con. yeah i really like aetis yeah they're really good i never really go for citrus but now i'm just like maybe i should try it out every time it smells just like something else to me i don't know what it is it um, does smell like a lot it's it reminds me of a louis vuitton fragrance sun song and it reminds me of an hermes fragrance I forget which one though. One of the Jardin fragrances from Hermes. I'm like sucking on this atomizer. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Something, some, something about citrusy fragrances. When citrus is the main idea, I always just want something more. Oh yeah, it does feel a little thin. Yeah, a bit. But I also feel like that is how like the most luxury perfume designer brands when they do a citrus, it's like that. It's always really light, really herbaceous, and really green. It's never that juicy. Yeah, I yeah. Now that you yeah. say that, it's like really airy. I wonder why that is. I, I mean, because they're making something to sell, but yeah. But it's almost like they they're like we want the suggestion of citrus, yeah. but not actually citrus. Do you think it's one because people I feel like are still sort of allergic to the idea of smelling sweet, and number two, citrus is maybe just familiar. Yeah, you know? maybe. I noticed that like even the way it's it's marketed or written about it's they're just like it's so fresh 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 yeah I'm like okay Mm -hmm. I've been into a fresh orange I should sweet yeah right (laughs) it's pretty but yeah it is yeah it's a really pretty scent coastal grandma yes it is very that (laughs) Tynan what do you smell like today well Sable as you know it's summer Mm -hmm. and I'm at my most powerful (laughs) I have been like orbiting this scent for a while because it is very akin to something that I love, like my favorite summer scent, but it hasn't been mine until recently. A couple weeks ago, I was drunk and (laughs) I went to Byredo and was just like sniffing around and they were like, do you need help? And I was like, no, (laughs) get away from me. And my like favorite summer scent of all time, one of them is pulp, right? Which I think I've, I'm sure I've spoken about before. It's just like fruit that one. They're not just citruses. It's like 
the you know the plums and the red fruits that Byredo does so well throughout their their catalog you know like so overripe they're like eight minutes away from fermenting they're just like so sweet and so juicy Mm -hmm. that's what pulp is to me it's just such a unique take on fruit oh i could wear it all day and that's not what i'm wearing i am wearing (laughs) (laughs) i'm wearing bibliotech oh from unexpected Mm -hmm. because well because it's great and because it's very summery this is sort of like the sleeper cult favorite from Byredo. I think you're right. It's not my favorite, but I think it's yeah. quite popular. Yeah. And because you think Byredo and you think Mojave Ghost. Yeah. Or like gypsy water. Exactly. Or- exactly. Bibliotech started as a candle. And yes. after the fans begged yeah. and pleaded and demanded they turned it into a fine fragrance and i'm so happy they did i actually think the first co-sign i saw of how good this fragrance was was from our friend arabelle sicardi mm. when they were they just like were like fuck it's a fragrance yeah. yes indeed so i finally have my hands on it it's finally on my body it is really so good it is very very fruity but then with the bibliotech idea of being a library a library yeah la uh, bibliotheque yeah you have <laughs> the the leather bound books and the wood from the shelving and a like of course you know a little patchouli to make a really like leathery fruity scent yeah that's almost it's really odd to me yeah almost in the way of like fruit leather or like a really tough fruit skin yeah i think that's why i didn't really love it oh i love it i was like so confused by it i was like what am i like they're throwing a lot of shit at the wall and it's all sticking (laughs) okay do you know what i mean like like, i guess we have to put it all in because it's all stuck yeah yeah so so like the top is plum and cinnamon the the middle is a leather accord and violet and then the base is birch woods patchouli and vanilla so and you really get every one of those notes in the same equal weight all at once and and they there's sort of an interplay there as you wear it like sometimes it's a little more fruity sometimes a little more leathery you Mm -hmm. get like the cinnamon too it's just like so good and it just like gets better as you wear it and while i still don't think it beats out plum for my favorite biredo fruit nor does plum beat out 1996 is my favorite biredo this just like is so much of its own did i say Plum, I meant pulp. Um, okay, I sorry. wasn't sure if you meant plum or pulp. pulp. I was like, okay. Yeah, who knows what I'm talking about. Plum. Um, <laughs> plums and all of it. Uh, but, oh my God, it's just so good. And it gets like better with wear. It's just like so fun to wear. Uh, I've been wearing it these last couple of days, like to the office, like popping around. And I'm just like, my God, I smell good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't really have that sort of like passionate reaction to something I'm wearing almost ever. And mm-hmm. like, you know what? I do have it too. Yeah. Um, God, it's just so good. So if you have the chance to smell Bibliotech by Byredo, please go out and do so. It is, I mean, I don't even tell you how good it is like everyone else will, but it has. Yeah, I think it's a popular one. It's, it's a pretty popular one, yeah. but not as popular as like the, one, yeah, the big yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, but it should be. It's so good. It's giving summer vibes. It's, it's giving library. It's giving. It's giving dark academia. It's giving literature. 
it's giving <laughs> slutty librarian. Ooh, oh yeah. Isn't there something so inherently horny about a librarian? <laughs> I guess. Or is it just me? I think no. I think that's a thing. Okay. That's why the whole slutty librarian trope oh, that's is fair. like real. That's fair. Right. Yeah. Right. You never get the super busty hot librarian. Like no. They're right. Like older women who are warm accommodating members of the community (laughs) (laughs) or they're shushy right they're real mean and shushy and we celebrate both we celebrate both we are also celebrating yes one of our favorite indie perfumers today on the show we have the creator of persons of interest dino joining us for an episode this episode has been very a long time coming yeah uh a year in the making a year in the making yep because well last we hit him up like a year ago mm-hmm. and he had covid he had covid then i had covid and the table yeah. had covid then i had covid again yeah. um, <laughs> now we're all well we're all so we're gonna take this opportunity yeah. to talk about this line of fragrances that we discovered last year and really fell in love with yeah i really like them because there is just this sort of like it's a really tight brand in that it's a collection of 10 which is more than i expect from a, yeah. a newer collection uh-huh. like this but within the collection itself like the names are all sort of spooky the fragrances are very like diverse in terms of scent profile but a lot of them are just like really deep and dark and sensual and mysterious yeah. which I love the whole look and feel of the brand is just like elevated and cool and yeah. they don't say too much they barely say anything at yeah, all. Yeah, there's not a lot of copy. No, like if you're trying to... It's giving silent film. Literally. Like it's if giving film noir. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to learn anything about the, the fragrance brand, like, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that said, we wanted to have Dino on to talk about what inspired yeah. the collection. What and, is it? And tell us a little bit about it, it, if the site won't. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, we want to know more about the brand, so we literally have to interview the brand. <laughs> right, right. It's the only way to know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now everybody else can know. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, my name is Dino Caracciolo, founder of Persons of Interest Fragrances, as well as Crown Shaving Co., which is another brand I, I founded. Nice, nice. And we also start every episode by asking Dino, what do you smell like today? Oh my God, you know what? This is, this is so weird today. I smell like a middle-aged, middle-class suburban man whore today. <laughs> so I, I walked towards the bathroom and walked by the perfume tray this morning and my wife and I share and I, I reached for one thing and then I saw her uh, Cartier Le, Le Panther. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I said, let me let me just try some of this beautiful feminine fragrance mm-hmm. and see what that works like on me. And I actually love it. I love so that's that. That's what I'm wearing today. Hey. <laughs> Surprise. I started, the, I started the day wearing that, but now I'm smelling a bit more like Japanese Mandarin. I'm in the studio here. Mixing Ooh. up some sanitizer for a little VIP event. Oh, nice. So I got a little bit of fragrance oil splashing all over the place in here today. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds yeah. like a nice combo. People really like that Cartier scent, the Panther one. Yeah, it's a classic. It's quite nice. Mm-hmm. It's quite nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. So we are both and have been big fans of Persons of Interest. I It's been so, so long. It's been like a year, year and a half. But like for the life of yeah. me, I was talking to Sable. I cannot remember how I found out about the brand. Yeah, I found out from you. Yeah. I think I reached out to you, if I'm not mistaken, Tina. We'll go with I that. A- yeah. It was either <laughs> yeah, that think- or Instagram, but this, that yeah, would make yeah. sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, we're both big fans. We were nice enough to send us the entire collection last summer. And that's uh, right. Yeah. Some, some of them have definitely become mainstays and, and things that I wear. We are so excited to get to talk that. to you yeah. um, sure. today and learn more about the brand. We had a bunch sure. of people in our DMs mm-hmm. too saying like, oh, have you heard of persons of interest? Like you, you guys would probably love that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So like, that's so crazy. I, yeah. I feel like <laughs> a year ago, like a lot of people were, were like talking you up. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's nuts because I don't really do anything to put myself out there. I mean, I'm, um, you're I doing keep good everything. work. Do you know, that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You yeah. know what? I guess pe- people can't find any information about you. They want to know yeah. more, I guess. I don't know. That's true. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess you're right. You don't have a ton of information about the brand on your site. So do you just want to give us a rundown of sure. of the brand for those who might not know? Yeah. Well, the brand is basically, we're, we're a small indie perfume brand. I, I operate quite differently than most perfume brands do. Most brands out there, these indie brands, they're either, you know, founded by a perfumer mm-hmm. that's making wonderful scents. Or it's a brand that's using larger, well-known perfumers and perfume houses to kind of help them do what they do. For me, I, I love scent. I've been in the skincare business for the last 15 years or so, mostly focused on men's skincare and a few fragrances under that brand. I, I just wanted to introduce some fragrances that were going to be fun, familiar, and most importantly, affordable. And, and that's basically where we went with this. I work with a, a couple of fragrance houses that I've built relationships with over the years. And I basically just tell them what I want. We work together. So I'm not a trained by the perfumer. As you can tell, I don't have a fancy European accent like a lot of <laughs> your wonderful guests do. I'm just a, a capagool out here. I love it. Former barber in the suburbs of Toronto. But I love fragrance. I love yeah. scent. I felt limited to what I could do with my other brand. And I really wanted to go a bit more boutique mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I sat with this team of, of, of wonderful people that I've been working with for years. And I basically give them the lead of what I want. And we work together and just try and create beautiful fragrances. Some are familiar, maybe familiar sense, some aren't. And and we just try to try to kind of put out some a product that people will like. Hence ten different fragrances. So we're, we we hope we can please somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty much a gist of it. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Were you raised in Canada? Did you grow up there? I was I was born in Toronto and my studio is just about 30 minutes north of Toronto. Born to uh, Italian immigrants. Uh, my dad came here and my mom came here when they were young. So I was raised in a family of hair, hairstylists and barbers. So I kind of grew up in the beauty and barbering business. Actually started working as a, as a young guy in my dad's shops, doing shampoos and whatnot. And eventually decided to high school was not my thing and left a little <laughs> earlier than I probably should have. <laughs> enrolled, enrolled in beauty and barbering school. And by the age of 18, I was actually a, a stylist then working on the floor. And I was jumping back and forth between both barbering and uh, and stylist um back then barbering wasn't really a thing it was it was dying out so mm-hmm. i decided to focus more on hairstyling that's so cool and, and that's kind of where my professional career started wow yeah i i heard your accent and i was like why do you sound like home like you sound like it's, new york <laughs> yeah, right. it's it's the toronto it's a canadian accent i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah I don't know how much you want to say or can say about your background in skincare and the brand that you work for and work with, but I I just find that really interesting that you, you know, started in beauty and then, you know, we're incorporating fragrance into that. Yeah. I was in beauty for for many, many years and I I actually transitioned out of being being a hairstylist, uh, mostly because believe it or not, after about six years or so, I started to develop some weird skin reactions to a lot of the chemicals that were being used in the shop. Mm. I was getting tested and it turned out a lot of the products um, 
that were affecting me were a lot of these products that were heavy sulfates, high alcohol concentration. Long story short, I ended up leaving hairstyling and I, I got into a few other things and then transitioned back into that world. But I decided to come in on the barbering. I felt there was less, less chemicals involved and I wouldn't have to deal with that. Turns out I came back into barbering, started dealing with it again. I, I, I was focused more on men's shaving, believe it or not. So when nobody was doing straight razor shaves about 12, 13 years ago, that's when I kind of popped in and started offering that service mm -hmm. that seemed to kind of die down many, many years ago. And yeah, I just started working on, on a, a men's skincare line that I could give to my clientele. That's so cool. That is yeah. cool. And it didn't, it didn't actually start out as, Hey, let me build this brand. It was kind of more like, I want to offer these guys a good shave and, and the stuff that's out there is like not doing it for me. Mm -hmm. So I initially started just with the shaving cream. Mm -hmm. I kind of ordered some ingredients, whipped up a little concoction myself, mm -hmm. then found a manufacturer that would, would be willing to work with me mm -hmm. and just started with the shaving cream. And again, the intent was just to offer this product to my customers because I was mostly doing it at that time. I wasn't even really cutting hair. I was booking out 10 clients a day just for hot, hot towel shapes. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. And yeah, one thing led to another. Customers loved it. They loved the branding. They would ask for a product for themselves, a product for their dad. And before I knew it, I was three SKUs in and then it just kind of snowballed and to the point where I had 15 or 16 SKUs, again, all focused on men's skincare mm -hmm. uh, and fragrance. We, we really only had one scent at the time, which we were really known for back then and still really known for today. Most of the barbershops that carry it or salons that carry it, you'll, you'll know the scent. As soon as you walk into a shop, you'll know that it's our crown shaving aftershave tonic. It's a very musky old school kind of bay rum with notes of anise. So you're picking up this beautiful mm. black licorice, which is kind of, Ooh. kind of weird to some people, but they, they love it. It's very addictive. So that's, that's basically how I got into the men's skincare. That was about 15 years ago that I started that brand. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love it. And we're, we're very small brand. It's, um, I'm basically, I operate as a one man show. I have a team of, of manufacturing partners that I've been blessed to form a great relationship with over the years. But other than that, there's no, there's no marketing team. There's no sales team. It's kind of like, I'm at a good place in, in life where I don't, I'm like many brands that build a brand to kind of, they already have an exit strategy in place before they even have a product. I'm mm. kind of like, I'm having fun. Like, I just, I don't give a fuck. I'm not looking to, to blow up and sell. Yeah. I'm not looking for big box distribution. I mean, the men's brand is in about 250 stores. We're in a department store in, in, in Hong Kong. We're in a couple of places in Europe. And again, it's all kind of like organic. I don't work through any distributors, believe it or not. Wow. Damn. Yeah. 250 yeah. stores. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 And they're not, I mean, a lot of them are salons and barbershops, but we're in a lot of menswear stores and now we're in a lot of like these beautiful lifestyle type stores that carry women's products and men's products and home goods. So it's really, it's really, we've really expanded the type of uh, retail partner that, that we originally started with for sure. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So how did you know that like, or, or maybe rather, why was fragrance the next move for you rather than expanding your men's, you know, shave and skin yeah. line? And, and why, why uh, was fragrance the answer? Well, for one, for one thing, the fragrance I did have, and I never wanted to be a brand where, you know, I, I would have customers ask, you should do four different fragrances of shaving cream and four different of aftershave lotion. I just wanted to keep it simple. So in our main line, we don't have two of two of the same products in different scents. We just I just never did that. So I had one fragrance for men that it was basically an aftershave splash that guys love so much. So we actually took that same scent and turned it into uh, an eau de parfum. Mm. So just stronger concentration, nicer bottle. 
And it just like, it took off and people loved that. For, and that's what it really opened my eyes to the world of, of fragrance and scent and how powerful it really could be. But at the same time, I wasn't getting in, into some of the doors that I was hoping to get into, like some of the more boutique type spaces. Yeah. And I found after a while, it was probably, it wasn't that they didn't like the product. It was more than anything, the branding probably didn't suit their customer mm. base. So I started persons of interest for, I mean, I love fragrance, so I wanted more of that, but more so to try and get into different doors that I kind of wasn't able to get into with my men's line. Mm. Okay. More boutique type stores. And I started with only two cents with persons of interest, quickly grew it to five. And really, it, again, it, this was just a side little passion project for me. There was no intention to, to really get out there and look for a distributor and really push hard and throw a lot of money into marketing. I, I just do most of this for fun yeah. and for the love of mm -hmm. it. And people started to notice. Yeah. Uh, and I got a call one day from one of our, we have a department store out here called Holt Renfrew. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a Saks, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they reached out to me. Uh, I don't recall how they found me, but they, they came across one of my fragrances they loved it and they were discussing bringing it in which they really never do with small indie brands mm -hmm. uh, but at the time we had just COVID had just hit so the pandemic mm. was in, in full force and it seemed like everybody was adding probably way more sanitizer brands than they needed to yeah and they came across a sanitizer that I had made and uh, they put in an order for that and got our got our brand in the doors of Walt Renfrew in, in front of a lot of people we went selling them fragrance at that point it was just a sanitizer, but just the fact of uh, having the name in, in that type of, and I believe it's nine stores throughout Canada. So nine department stores in Canada, and it kind of got the name persons of interest out there and it just generated some interest and people kind of started to find us. And at that point I decided to do a few more fragrances and we kind of rounded it up at 10. Yeah. So you said you launched with two, grew it to five, yep. and now you have 10. Yeah. That's like, I feel like, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> for, for such a small brand. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Yeah. How did, what were your first two? And then how did you grow it from there? So the first two were, uh, sex and cigarettes, which mm -hmm. is a very, very heavy tobacco, kind of like I call it dirty tobacco. Yeah. Musky scent. And the second was actually supernova, which is, oh my a God, those are my two favorites. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Are they really? Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. My two favorites too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Supernova is, you know, very fresh, very citrusy, very light, but it's got a nice, nice projection, mm -hmm. nice trail. Yeah, it was those two. And then I only decided to do more because this is the problem of being like a, a one-man show mm -hmm. and just kind of flying off the fucking handle and doing whatever you want. There's nobody to reel you in. Mm -hmm. right. So I just kind of started adding more and more fragrances to kind of please more people, I guess. More people will tell me, could you make this kind of set? Or how about something similar to that? And realistically, I could have probably had 20 by now, but I just said, you know, 10 is enough. It could be a little bit confusing, even for the retail partners. I, I sell in a lot of small, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested at this point to try to get into, you know, big box stores. I, I like the interaction of working with uh, small boutiques, small little shops throughout Toronto, New York, LA, wherever it may be. But they're small little mom and pop shops and you get to develop a cool relationship. And, and I feel like more than, I mean, 10 alone could be confusing for them and for their customer base. Right. So I, I'm very fortunate that some of them carry all 10 most of them don't. Most of them will kind of say, what are your like top six or your top five? And they'll yeah. go with that. But yeah, so we rounded it out of 10 and we're going to hold there for now. So what kinds of scents are important to you throughout your whole life? Like what's your personal history of fragrance? Well, you know what? My, my, 
my first recollection really upset for me, I think that really sticks with me is when I started really working in the hair salon, believe it or not, and, and good scent and bad scent. I was, I mean, back then I was rolling, I was rolling perms like crazy. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> you guys are a lot younger than me. I don't even I know if you I remember the scent. Anymore. Yeah. I remember okay, the scent so of perming lotion. Very skunky, very, yeah. very yeah. strong scent. Yeah. So you would, you would go from that working in the back end of the salon to the front end of the salon where you're spraying hairspray and using mousse. And, and back then things were so heavily scented. Yep. Um, and you would get that, you know, whiff of coconut in the air. A lot of the, the products for whatever reason back then were scented with coconut. So those are my real first recollections of scent, to be honest with you. And there were so many different scents because in a salon, we carry so many different brands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, so you catch a bit of a whiff of everything. You'd catch mm -hmm. floral, you'd catch musky, you'd catch a little, like I said, skunky and, and terrible <laughs> scents as well, all mixing in together. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, it, pretty it's intense so, for sure. It's so funny because I feel like when you grow up in a shop of any kind, like yeah. those scents are ingrained in you for the rest of your life. Because like I grew up in a bike store and say, yeah. well, you grew up in like an auto body shop because of your dad, is that a reach? Wow. Sort of, yeah. Well, I feel like it was really probably irresponsible, but like when me and my brother were yeah, maybe like 10 or 11 and for whatever reason, didn't have anyone to mind us after school, <laughs> we would just like go to my dad's auto body shop and that's, play. That's amazing. We would play with the dogs. They were these huge Rottweilers because mm. they were guard dogs. Oh my God. But like you would just smell all the oil yeah. and like the car yeah. paint. And grease. I did the same, Sable. My dad had a body shop as well. Oh, really? For Four salons, and I don't know why you threw a body shop in there, but I used to hang out there too. Yeah, <laughs> the smell of the smell of polyurethane and primers, yeah. grinded yeah. metal. Yeah. yeah, for sure. There was Very always cool. a sweet-smelling chemical that it was clear it was yeah. an added fragrance to something. Mm. But yeah, every yeah, time yeah. I walk past an auto body shop, I smell that. And yeah. I'm like, what is? <laughs> there's this yeah, one. Yeah. There's this definitely one intense. On yeah. top of like all the grease and metal and shit, yeah. they always had this hand soap that was orange yes and it and has it like scratchy. a ton of great gojo gojo that's gojo it. yeah right. mm -hmm. yeah which scratched the fucking yep. yeah the bloody skin right yep. off of your hands yep uh, it smelled yeah. like fake oranges yeah always. that's right yeah. that's right mm -hmm. yeah 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 i remember I, so I used to love that as a kid I did the too. Gojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so many different scents so what an experience we both shared that same experience yeah. right right crazy like, crazy yeah <laughs> yeah nuts but yeah, for, for me as a kid, my, I mean, I said my sense, my, my real recollection was when I was in the salon, because I guess there was so much more and my memories were, were mm -hmm. better. But as a kid, my, my dad had a salon at one point in a strip plaza and there was a little alley in between the plaza and my uncle had his barber shop just right in that alley. So I remember always skipping out on the salon to hang out in the barber shop, to be honest with you. Mm. So I think the first real strong scent I remember recollection would have would have been that barber shop and the heavy, heavy, heavy bay rums that they would use in that shop. So that mm. kind of stuck with me for sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. My mom used to try and perm my hair when I was a kid. So, oh, like, wow. Which is really <laughs> ironic because I wasn't ever allowed to wear makeup or color my hair or anything. But for whatever but would do. Yeah. Like, but for whatever reason, she was like, let's just give you a little body wave. And like, oh, that's great. <laughs> love so that. I, the smell of the, and it was like a box perming lotion oh, like she yeah, would do it herself yeah. so yeah, that neutralizer yeah put that perm on then you got to neutralize yeah. it oh yeah and it never took that was the funniest part like, like my hair would just like she, wouldn't take it yeah wow wow that's but crazy. the smell of that was just like torturous to me right yeah it really was bad it really yeah. was bad i don't know if they still make that type of solution or if they've improved on it 
But I guess I for it know. to have that kind of strength to change the structure of the hair, it's it's got to be oh, pretty yeah. intense. Mm. I always yeah. wondered if that was like an added scent or it's just the smell no, of chemicals. That's just, a, I, I guess yeah. it's like, you know, uh, hair removal cream. Yeah. Mm. I don't, you get a pretty intense scent from that hair burning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ooh. you can get that in a scented. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pretty intense for real. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in terms of your collection, I was looking yeah. and purses of interest as a whole sort of has this feel of like being esoteric or kind of mysterious. Like I was, I'm looking at your product names and seeing, yeah. you know, Buried Past, Beyond the Pines, Sweet 1742. And was, was that intentional to have this sort of like, uh, ominous foreboding mysterious vibe um you know know what it it actually i guess it was and again it also goes back to kind of working alone as a one-man show i don't have anybody to kind of throw their two cents in and and we don't sit around (laughs) the table and throw names out yeah so yeah it it, it kind of was intentional and and mainly i think because first of all i'm i'm nobody persons (laughs) of interest is a brand that i I made for fun for me Mm -hmm. and i wasn't really going to be out there nobody was really going to know who i was without doing heavy marketing and i know not too many people will you know blind buy fragrance and those were the messages i used to get those are still the messages i get and the one thing people tell me is and this was intentional with the names as they say i'm only buying this fragrance because of the name i don't know Mm. what the fuck it smells like Mm. but i'm buying it just based on the name so yeah it, it was definitely intentional i felt like i needed to get people's attention and if you can get their attention enough and it's priced right i kind of was hoping that they would do exactly that just do a a blind purchase i mean again we're not in a big mm. box store uh, at that time we weren't in that many little retailers so people i really couldn't direct them to a place to go and smell the whole collection so mm-hmm. people were kind of like just rolling the dice and taking a chance and initially i had some people that weren't too happy with whatever they chose and <laughs> asked if i could send them something else and i did that and yeah and those people would come back and they would order again and again so yeah that's that definitely was intentional uh, i want cool names and I wanted names that would, would grab someone's attention and, and make them ask questions. And the names really have nothing to do with the scent, like beyond <laughs> the pines. Yeah. Beyond <laughs> the pines. I had someone in here the other day to go, oh, I can really smell the pines. And I'm like, there's fucking no pine in there whatsoever. <laughs> to be totally honest with you. None. <laughs> that is very funny though, because you're right. I, I mean, it is very clever of you to choose these, you know, sort of like sexy, disruptive, engaging names because that that creates such a one intrigue yeah. into loyalty to give a product or franchise like a name that you want to say and tell mm-hmm. people about like sex and cigarettes yeah. you know they sound Absolutely. like novel names they do they do cool yeah. well that's what that's kind of what i was after and yeah it's definitely a little intriguing and the brand is a little mysterious and again that's also intentional because when i first launched this i really didn't want um i didn't want some of the i didn't want anybody to know it was the guy buying crown shaving Mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be completely separate. Right. And I wanted to try to reach out again to certain boutiques that kind of said no to crown. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see if this would work differently. And in fact, it did. I had, I had a couple of those retailers that in the past said no to crown, reach out to persons, wow. not knowing, not knowing it was me until they got the package in the mail and it said, mm-hmm. you know, delivered with my crown shaving. <laughs> You had your like Julia Roberts pretty woman moment. Like, yeah, big, kind of big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I was at. You know what? You nailed it because I was kind of like, I was hurt. I was like, yeah. These guys, like, I built this beautiful men's brand. We're like, it's a very rich looking brand. It's not, it's not the highest end. It's, it's definitely kind of in the middle, maybe a little higher, but it's not the most expensive brand. And it's, it's branded beautifully. And 
the, the types of stories that I thought would jump on it didn't. And, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I said, hmm, let's see if I can trick these guys into buying something else I make under a different name. Right. So it kind of kind of worked. It was fun. It was a fun that. little project. I love that. I love ambition revenge. <laughs> yeah, that is the best. Yeah. That really is the best. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not and I might not be done yet because there's still some brands that haven't haven't said yes to persons. So there may be another brand coming out of me. I don't fucking I don't know. I do not know. We'll see where it goes. I'm curious to know, is there one scent of yours that people will buy by name the most? Ooh. Yeah, so for sure. Sex and cigarettes. Ah, okay. For I kind sure. of thought it might be that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really surprised. Initially, I thought, look, this is a genderless line, which is yeah. fantastic. And fragrance should be genderless. Yeah. But obviously, there's scents that seem more musky and more masculine based and some that are more floral. You think the women mm -hmm. like that more. I can't believe how many women like love sex and cigarettes. I've had guys buy it for themselves and then they come in to buy another bottle. Uh, because they say their wife took it. So, <laughs> uh, and I love that. I love that. I, I have couples that I know that are sh like, they have, you know, some of them have almost the whole collection and they share between, uh -huh. between each other. So it's fantastic. I love yeah. it. That's couple goals for me. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Maybe, maybe not. I'm sort of like, don't touch my shit. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. You, you sound like my wife, then. <laughs> She's like, don't touch my Cartier. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, right. right. <laughs> she was sleeping. I snuck out at 530 a.m. She didn't know what happened. I love that. But I'm sure she smelled it when she woke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's right. like, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll hear about it tonight. Right. In terms of the components, I really like how they are so sort of like, what am I trying to say? Like super simple. It looks like typewriter font on uh, a label. It's sort of like an old school pharmacy yeah. look, but the the label is black and the deco is gold. And I, right. it, it feels so like, I don't know, like, understated and scientific but then it's, super it, elevated to me it's like it has that handmade element but in like a very well crafted like, like not in an etsy way, way. yeah yeah <laughs> holy fuck thanks yeah. guys that's great that you, you noticed that yeah not in an etsy way i tried not to do that yeah <laughs> but yeah you know what the, the black yeah the font i wanted the font to be very simple mm -hmm. and something that had to kind of go with the name persons of interest so if you ever mm -hmm. kind of see any of those snapshots on these television shows where they show the police files it's yeah. a similar, uh, it's a similar kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's a similar kind of font. And in terms of the, the color, the black and gold, like I played around with a few different things, but I, I kind of kept going back to my, the men's brand and how people always comment that how much they love the branding and women as well would always comment that they do love the branding. And it was basically black and silver. I don't know. There's something about black and silver or black and gold that to me felt elevated. Mm -hmm. And so that, that person's of interest font and that name. I think doing it on a on a different colorway for me wouldn't have worked. It, it kind of has that mysterious tone, but it's it kind of elevates it with the gold and the black, which yeah, it it, it gives it a, a nice touch. It's it's much more refined that way, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so simple and so restrained, but on the super you know uh, simple component, it's it's it just like speaks volumes. I don't know. I Seems love it. to work, right? <laughs> Wait, Thank you so much. Appreciate spe it. Speaking of naming, where did the name Persons yeah. of Interest come from? That just, you know what? I, I don't know. I think it was that television show that I, that was, I don't even know if it's still on anymore. Mm -hmm. was, did you guys have that up in, in New York and in, in the U.S.? It's a popular show here called Persons of Interest. I don't know. I don't I think guess so. you haven't heard of it. No. But yeah, it kind of came from that. And it also came from, I don't know. I just like the whole dark, bad. Everything is so, all the brands <laughs> are just so nice and so happy. I really just wanted yeah. to have something that was a little more. It's broody. I guess it's a little very... darker. 
Yeah. I guess it, a little yeah. And you know what? People that don't know me and don't really beat me, I, they look at me like I have a kind of a look that scares people a little bit. I don't know why. I mean, I've been in this town for 10 years mm-hmm. in this particular town. And people that see me for years that finally get to meet me after so many years go, holy fuck, I didn't know you were such, you're such a nice fucking guy. I didn't know. And it's like, <laughs> you fucking, you never talked to me. Yeah. Say hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm in this town as a barber. Come in and say fucking yeah. hello. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I was going for something that was a little darker and a little mysterious, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It does read like a bit noirish. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, in terms of sort of like the trajectory of your brand, you, you sort of talked about how a lot of brands have an exit strategy before they even have their first product, but you're not really so you're not really concerned with the typical types of growth. So I guess what does the future of persons of interest look like for you when you when you are not concerning yourself with the typical like touch points of a brand? Yeah. Well, I, again, I feel very I feel very fortunate to be in a position where in my life I don't really I'm not looking I don't need anything else. Yeah. We're not we're not mm-hmm. missing anything. My wife and my two adult children that still live with me. <laughs> um I'm in a good place. So it's like you know, like, I, I, and same with my other brand. I could sell that brand now. I have distributors that are interested in companies that are interested, and I'm just not ready to do that right now. So as far as persons goes, I, I was, the focus was really going to be just on fragrance. And I think I got to kind of reel myself back in and, and focus more on that because being in that, I'm in the skincare industry, it's too easy for me to say, mm, you know, somebody, somebody will say, oh, I love the way um, Beyond the Pine smells. Could you do this in a body oil or a lotion? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. It's a no brainer for me. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I have formulations. I can sit down with my, my lead chemist and say, let's, let's put some great stuff in here, throw in some niacinamide and some good stuff and let's make a body oil out of these fragrances. So yeah. um, I might touch on some skincare, but I'm still, I still don't know. I don't know if I want to go down that road, but again, the, the good thing is if I want to, I can, right. I can expand mm-hmm. on that, but I don't know yet where it's going to go, but there's no plans to, to stop. Uh, there's also no plans to, to get to 20 different cents, that's for sure. sure. <laughs> so I, I might, I don't know, maybe slow it down, maybe add uh, a new scent each year for the next few years, or maybe even do like a limited drop, 100 bottles of something and, and see how oh, that goes. Cool. People, yeah, I think we'll do 100 yeah. bottles. And if the demand is there for a certain set, well, hey, here's another 100 bottles. Yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like if you, if people want something, you don't have it, they kind of wait for it. I mean, by no means I, I, am I talking like supreme style <laughs> fucking drops here. Right. We're not going to have kids around the block waiting for a fucking <laughs> yeah. Sesame Street t-shirt. <laughs> but, yeah. I think it would be cool to do limited drops like that. And yeah. And if, if people like it, then we'll, we'll bring a, a scent back and, and put it in rotation and we'll see how something like that goes. But yeah, skincare right now, I'll be honest with you. We just released a hand soap, which again, it wasn't something I, I intentionally wanted to do. I had my sanitizer. Once it was in whole retro, I actually had a few restaurants reach out to me. Some of the better restaurants in the city of mm-hmm. Toronto. So we, we were supplying them with hand sanitizer. And most of these places, just like I see in New York, are all either carrying in their bathroom the Aesop hand soap mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or the mail is it Melon Melon Gets? Melon yep. Gets, yeah. Yep. Is that how you say Melon Gets love yeah. that brand. So they started asking me if I would provide a hand they love the, the, the sanitizer so much. Again, they love the branding and I guess they love working with a local Toronto little boutique. And they asked if I was supplying them with soap. So we're we're in we just launched really about a week ago, two weeks ago, and we're in four um, four downtown restaurants, four Toronto restaurants, 
like four of the best restaurants, believe it or not. I don't know how the hell we did that. And we just uh, got uh, in contact with, actually, they reached out to us, another chain out here that owns 10 restaurants. Damn. And they have uh, about four restaurants in Toronto, and the rest of them are like spread out through LA and West Palm. I think they might even be in New York. It's a, it's a vegan restaurant. So yeah, so that's opening up some new doors for us. So we'll see how that goes. It's, the hand soap is definitely going to stay for now. So it's basically just a liquid soap, a 16-ounce bottle of a mm. beautiful soap. We did a, a nice uh, Japanese mandarin, something nice Ooh. and fresh, Ooh. something very citrusy. Yeah. yeah. What else are we working on? We have a lip balm coming out because, again, I had... So that's one of our popular products with the men's line is a lip balm that we had made a few years ago. And it, it turned out so fucking good mm-hmm. that I was literally getting emails from, from <laughs> wives and from girlfriends mm-hmm. going, this is the best lip balm I've ever tried. And it's, I mean, it's heavily branded for men mm-hmm. and these women would carry it in their purse. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take that same formulation and just really only slightly tweak it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it's working. So it's going to be pretty much the same formulation, nice. just branded differently. And we'll have the persons of interest label on that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I like I mean, again, skincare could be easy. We can go, we can jump so deep and do shampoos and conditioners and lotions and potions. But I think I want to stay focused on um, personal fragrance and I want to, I want to further dive into a little bit more of the home space as well. We were doing candles and I still do candles here in house, right here in the studio, but candles are a fucking bitch. They're, they take up, they take they're up heavy. so much, they're yeah. heavy. well, they take up so much time. Yeah, to make so to make candles unless you have a huge huge manufacturing facility doing it for you uh, if you're doing it yourself it takes time it's it's quite expensive people don't realize it it's a weird thing like somebody will happily pay 90 bucks for 30 mils of perfume uh-huh. but when i tell them the candles 90 bucks like <laughs> they can't believe it unless yeah. you're like a heritage brand right, right. and right, the truth right. of the matter is that that candle actually costs me twice as much as it does to make that same 30 mil bottle of perfume I can Believe imagine it or not. Yep. for sure. Yeah, so, so candles is something that we, we do every now and then. And again, that's one of those things that people are constantly messaging. When are candles back? When are candles yeah. back? When are candles back? Right. So if I throw 50 candles on the website, like they're gone or a few of my retailers, I kind of got to let them know first so they can snatch them up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so definitely candles. We're, we're playing around. When I say we, I just want to sound huge. Me, it's me <laughs> by myself. <laughs> so I'm playing around with like, you know, diffuser oils and that's been done. So I don't really want to do that. I was making these beautiful handmade uh, concrete vessels in here for our, like our huge candles. Mm-hmm. So I may start to fill those with, I played around with scenting lava rock. So lava stone. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So volcanic little black lava rock and just mm-hmm. fill a beautiful concrete container with that and, and provide the consumer with a nice uh, fragrance oil to kind of just uh, you know, pour out over the rocks every now and then, and that'll yeah. kind of set the space beautifully. And it's different. It's it's more different. I mean, there's so many diffuser brands, right? So many candle brands. So I, yeah. I don't want to do too much of the same. Right, right. Your incense cones are my absolute favorite. Oh fuck! I forgot all about those. Thanks I for bringing love that the up, calm so the love. fuck down ones. Those are so. I'm. I think those... Tynan gave me his. Little yeah, canister because he, he tried to eat them. Well, I thought they were trouble. <laughs> and I've I've just been like hoarding them. I use them for like special occasions. You know, that's been our that's one of our biggest sellers, and I only have them in that one scent. And I've been no, playing it's, around so, with it's the, the perfect scent. Like I don't think yeah. you need another scent, honestly. That, yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, that's one item that we've been selling out of continuously, and yeah, we don't actually hand form the cones. You can. It's a it's a lot more work. We just uh, purchased them unscented and. 
we just put them through a process where we basically soak them, dry them, clean them up a little bit, and just can them up in those beautiful tins. And that's it. Yeah, they also yes. like they they burn really well, and it like the scent really reaches like the whole space. They do, and that's yeah. it, that's a tricky thing. When I first started, it was like if you overload too much, the flame doesn't even penetrate in some cases, mm-hmm. so they won't burn well. Also, if you don't put enough fragrance oil, they won't throw enough scent. So it was a, a matter of trial and error. It's not something we did ever before. So when we first released that cone, that was about a year in the making of me just playing around with them and kind kind of trying to figure if that's something people even wanted. Uh, and sure enough, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, that's a huge hit for us. And you either love incense or you hate it. I know people that I'll be burning the cone in here and like the hairdressers from the salon next door are coming in like, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> it smells like a church in here. And they hate it. And then I'll get someone coming in and they love it. I have one of my retail partners in a historic area of Toronto. She has a beautiful little vintage shop down there and she's selling out like 20, 30 tins a week. And she's constantly asking, send me just like a huge Ziploc bag. Yeah. With no packaging, because as long as yeah. I'm burning one in here all day, I'm selling. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty happy with the way that turned out, for sure. Yeah. I love that. In terms of the fine fragrances, with a brand that moves like you do, meaning yeah. sort of like doing whatever you want, whenever you want to do it, what inspires like your next scent? Like, How do you go about thinking of and creating the next fine fragrance you'll put out? And how do you know that that's the one to take to counter? Yeah, you know what? I, I kind of just see what's going on. I, I take a lot of inspiration from kind of like what's going on around me. And where my studio happens to be, uh, I'm in a little charming place called Kleinberg Village. So it's uh, it's one of these old kind of main streets where you still have the 150-year-old general store across the street, yet it's not a general store anymore. It still looks like the old general store, but mm. like they're serving fucking... $85 steaks. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I get a lot of inspiration from kind of just being out here and watching people yeah. and talking to people about the, the fragrances and the scents that they like. And a lot of times I'll just, I'll, I'll play around with scents. I'll go, look, I'll go to department stores. I'm, I'm a fragrance whore now. I love smelling everything. Yeah. So I'll get out there and I'll smell stuff. And if there's something I like, I won't, I will never dupe a product because that's just not what we do. And we don't, we don't do that, but sure. I do like familiar scent. So if I pick up a Tom Ford that I like, and I pick up a Joe Malone that I like, if there's something from those two fragrances that I like, I, I could kind of mix together and come up with something that kind of has that kind of those notes and that kind of aroma, mm. then that's what I'll work on. And that's what I'll put up. So I'm not ever really looking what's the next one, what's the next one, what's the next one. But when I'm out one of those stores, if something catches my nose, yeah. then I'll sit down and I'll try to figure out what we can do that's kind of fresh. That, and uh, I always try to please myself. So that's another bad fucking business quality. <laughs> and a bad thing about working on your own. I really I really don't try to do anything like, hey, what are, what are the people going to want? It's, yeah. And that's kind of what I did with my men's brand. It's like every everything that I made is kind of shit that I'm going to use. If, I don't, if I'm not going to use it, and I don't like it, I'm yeah. not going to make it. And mm. It's pretty much that simple. So I'm, I'm a little selfish that way, I guess. I like that, though. I feel like it tends to work out better that way when right. brands do that. Right. Because like I when you're, so. yeah, when you're getting like a trend marketing report, that's like the color yellow is going to be really big this year. Like first, it's a gamble. Yeah. Who but then also everybody yeah. else is going to be doing that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then you end up like not having a brand that's yours. You just yeah. have a brand that's everyone else's. And when you Absolutely. chase trends and like try to respond to trends with product, everything you put out is dated. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's good to have a brand that like even if no one else fucks with it, you can stand behind. Yeah. That's what that's exactly. that, you know what that's what I sleep good at night. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> I mean, coming that's from me who does happy. not own a brand, but yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. Look, it's simple for me. And that's, I think, what, what kind of makes it stress-free for me. I don't have like a team that everyone's throwing shit at me and we have to sit down. And I might have one idea and you have another idea. Most companies, that's how they work. And most yeah. brands work. They work well. I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't work that well. I'm content just kind of being on. I turned into a fucking introvert. I'll tell you that much. I, mean, <laughs> I used to be a barber. I used to be a barber behind the chair and I was, you know, talking shit all yeah, day long. Yeah, it's a very social job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I start doing this and I'm kind of, cause I, I'm fully retired from barbering. I haven't been, I haven't been behind the chair in uh, about five, six years now. It's mm-hmm. about six years actually. So once I immerse myself 100% into this world, it's like I work alone other than the days that my wife will come in and help out or my kids pop in. I'm kind of by myself all day long in here. So sure. yeah, I turned into a fucking introvert. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> and, and so I get to, I get to fucking kind of do what I want and put out the product that I want. Just it's just easy and it's comfortable for me. And if people don't like it, it's on me. Mm-hmm. And if people love it, it's on me. So right. it's easy. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. It's the best yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dina, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. It's yeah. been a long time in the making. Yeah. Finally no, got thank to make you guys so much. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the show. Oh, and you. I'll speak for all the listeners out there. I think most people... Like when you have guests, but when you guys are just a tune, you're talking shit as <laughs> guests. I want to know what's going on with Coffee, Barista Boy, whatever the fuck his name is. I want to know about the book deal. I want to know how you converted your apartment into a cloud. I want to know all that shit. Hey. It's been fun, guys. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you so much. He was so sweet. He was like the nicest dude. I know. I love him. It was like it was like we've known him our entire lives. I know. <laughs> I was like, you sound like you have a Brooklyn accent mixed with a Canadian accent. Totally. It was like really throwing me. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny and and cool to hear someone with a brand like this yeah. be like, I'm in enough doors. I have enough of what I wanted to do. I love that. I'm going to continue to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And just create a brand that excites me. I don't know. Yeah. I love that. I also had no idea that he had a shaving brand. Neither did prior to this. I yeah. Neither did I. I love his history in like barbershops and salons. Yeah, that's so cool. People who are in the old school barbershops mm-hmm. and the like, kind of like mom and pop hair salons, you're just breathing in all those chemicals all day. Right. Like that's intense. Right. Damn. I never thought about that. Yeah. Especially back then. Yeah, especially back then. Like now, there's more awareness of harmful fumes like with the keratin thing Mm -hmm. but i know we are very critical of like the quote-unquote clean beauty industry yeah that's one thing but you can't tell me that in the 50s and 60s that you were supposed to be breathing all that shit oh no like that we could have cleaned all that up what's crazy is that i smell that perming solution smell when i get a lash lift it's basically a perm so it's like the same stuff but i was like oh it's that telltale scent i want to get a lash lift they're so i love them so much I'm in the midst of growing out my new lashes to like get them. I use a lash serum to grow them really long. And then when they're really long, I'll go get a lash lift. And then I was like, who do you go to? I go to this place in Midtown. The business is just called Beauty Artist NYC. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The women who run, they're so sweet. And also they, they're like a hair below market rate Uh they just raised their prices which i get because it's like a post-pandemic thing and they moved to a slightly bigger space but 
they're still like the most affordable lash lift place that I found. I'm gonna get my lash yeah. lashes lifted for summer. Yeah, and they do extensions. They do brow lamination. They also do facials now. Nice. Yeah, they do it all. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Where can you find persons of interest? Look at personsofinterest.ca. <laughs> yeah, uh, go have a look at the site and yeah. take a look around. I mean... W- Your favorite was what? Supernova? And uh, Cigarettes and Sex, okay. both of them. Right. My yeah. favorite was Two Wolves. Right. Yeah. Right. That's such a And Buried Past. Fire name. I love that name. <sighs> yeah. But yep. yeah, you should hit them up, get a sample set. Yeah. Also, they're actually not that expensive. They're really not. Surprised. They're like $90 Canadian. You know what? And in preparation for this episode, I was wearing Persons of Interest again this week. And the the scents themselves are great, of course, but the wear of them yeah. as well is like exactly what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got a good saturation. It like yeah. clings to your skin all day, but I never feel like I'm like choking anyone out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't feel like the throw is crazy either, but it's always on me. And that's mm-hmm. what I like about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Totally. Like you can smell it on yourself all right, day, right. which is good. It's what you want. Exactly. It's what I want. But <laughs> Well, well, go check them out. We love them. We mm-hmm. can't see what, wait to see what they do next. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram. At smellyoulater.mp3. Hit the link in the bio if you want to check out our merch. It's very cute. Tag us if you wear it out for the girlies. Yeah. For summer. Yeah. It's smellyoulater.live. Yes. It's her website. Follow me on Insta if you want at Tynan Buck. I'm at Sable Tooth Tigra. And until next week, we will smell, smell you later. later.